Charmed and Bubbly. Welcome to episode two of our podcast, featuring the episode, I've Got You Under My Skin, which aired in the U.S. on October 14th, 1998. Synopsis, Phoebe meets a photographer who turns out to be a demon who sucks the youth out of young women in order to remain young. While Phoebe is with him, Piper sees her friend, Brittany Reynolds, who is now elderly and has a poor memory after being attacked by the photographer. Brittany recognizes the address of the photographer, allowing Prue and Piper to arrive in time to vanquish the demon named Javna and reverse the damage it had done. So, Jackie, being your first time, what did you think of episode two? I just kept looking over, like, I have to talk to (laughs) Janine. But I wasn't there. (laughs) No, I wasn't prepared. I was not prepared. You know, I kind of thought, like... And maybe that was naive of me. Like, I kind of thought that, you know, this was going to follow the same pattern as the pilot, right? Like, it's it's really the development of the sisters and their relationship. But, you know, we go into this episode, too, and the sisters already have a synergy, and um, they're, they're talking, they're interacting, they all have their their uh, vice with this, you know, thing with their magic and witchcraft, but... What I was surprised to see was the huge character development in this episode, right? Because like Piper, Piper is not just the peacekeeper. She's a critical thinker. She is questioning things. She is not taking things for face value. She's, um, she's really compelling her sisters to be better at their craft and better in a holistic sense, right? So she's really, uh, compelling their growth in this episode and I can see that this is going to be something recurring because this is so uh, a part of Piper's character which I was not expecting (laughs) I'm surprised you didn't expect it or see it at all in the first episode and maybe it's just because I know the progression of that character and that character definitely progresses a lot in the eight seasons so maybe it's me knowing that and not being able to see that that isn't shown in episode one wow. i was blown away especially because she was you know we, we expect phoebe to test limits but piper tested her own limits and she you know she didn't do it with this like balls to the wall kind of you know demonstration she was methodical she was analytical and then you know at at her moment she was defiant and I was like what I mean I I jumped up I was like go to church this is your moment like you're good okay so two things one Phoebe is definitely the risk taker but in the way of I don't care about anything. I'm just going to try this and go without actually thinking it through where Piper is the thinker. Piper is always the one who's going to question things. Who's always going to be in her own head. Um, But we got to backtrack on the church part because the transition in this episode of her originally watching the Mary Estes show on TV in the kitchen and being like, oh crap, I'm this awful person. I can't go to church anymore. I'm this 
literally for lack of a better word, demon, is what she's thinking she is. So the progression of that into the attic, which I need to go in more in detail because the attic scene is one of my favorites in all of Charmed. And then the scene that you're talking about at the church. So what was your thoughts on the progression of her starting with the episode? And what was your thoughts on the attic scene with Phoebe, the conversation? I mean... I'm like, wait, I'm having goosebumps. Just thinking about it. It's so telling. Well, first I have to say, uh, cute priest. As <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I went to Catholic school. This happened to me only one time in real life, right? Like, I'm like, what are you a priest for? I know I should never say stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, I remember this priest. Like, oh, I'm going to go to hell for going to church. <laughs> the priest just you know, for the priest. I'm like distracted here. I cannot sing my hymns. <laughs> he needs to go behind the thing. I know, it's terrible. Okay, so I digress. I'm sorry. That's amazing. Uh, I know. <laughs> the things we learned about each other. Um, so, you know, now I see, like, so, you know, Piper, I feel like she she is a source of strength for both of her sisters. But... You know, I, didn't, I never saw a leadership component in her until the attic, right? Like, I didn't see that she was a leader. I didn't see her as somebody. I, I don't know. I was so naive, maybe, because I, I didn't even see it hinted in episode one that she was going to reach this epiphany. And I see it as an epiphany, right? Like, she's sitting there, and she has this, you know, this, this uh, motivation, this compelling need to resolve this in her. And by doing so, like I said, she she compels an understanding and growth and um, she pushes herself into this very defiant, I see leader in a sense, um, taking, taking control of not only herself, her destiny, but what this magic and this witchcraft, you know, is in the context of life and and leveraging it the right way. Does that make sense? I think so. I'm like, I'm like dealing with fireworks in my brain. I feel all these synapses fireworks. Say this, say this, say this, and it's not coming out from the speed of my brain. Okay, so tell me, tell me what you're thinking is. Okay, so the reason the scene in the attic speaks to me so much is you always have this point in your life where it's like. I want to be a good person. I want to be seen a certain way. I, I feel like I am a certain way and maybe I'm not shown that way. So her in the attic, beyond just this witch and the powers and all that, I feel like it's that point in life where you're like, am I this good person? And Phoebe points it out to she is, but I'm like, am I a good person? Like, I don't, my friend sends gifts every birthday and I don't do that. Like, is that still mean I'm a good and caring person? So I saw that and which takes away from the witchcraft and all that. But I see that very much a life moment in that is like, I don't do this and I'm not this. And all of a sudden now I have this on me. Does this still mean I'm a good person? Does this still mean I am who I am and who I think I am? And so that's why I love like Phoebe seeing her because everybody always seems to see you as the goodness. Like people can see the good in you, even when you're struggling. So I love the fact that she pulled out and like, Hey, you're this caring person. You're the sweetest person. You take care of strangers, all this. And just like her tears, like Piper's tears in the moment of her being like, okay, you're right. And like starting to cry because when someone pulls out the honesty and tells you something you're feeling inside was like when you start crying. So that is why that scene to me is my favorite. So profound. So I took that scene as the sister 
moment, right? That, you know, was the foundation for this, like, I mean, we do that for each other, but you're right. Like, you know, even for the sisters that you adopt in your life, the besties, the, you know, those close connections where you, you see somebody seeing yourself in a way that you fail to see, right? It's, it's so beyond sisterhood. It's, it's anybody that can see the good in their friend or their good in their name, whatever, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a very critical, it was a pivotal moment for sure, but I took that as, you know, from the perspective of big sister, like, gosh you know we had our like high school middle school moments and I was like you're not a terrible person for stealing my shoes time and time again <laughs> even though you've done it time and time again and you still do you covetous girl Olivia <laughs> wow there's some real life coming in right now whatever came <laughs> over it sure anyway you know what all in all it's it's not about the shoes. It's not about the action. It's about the fact that yes, I probably would have done the same thing to complete the outfit. But overall, <laughs> you know, through sisters, through friends, you do see those those uh, important elements that that we need to be reminded of. Yeah. So Piper, I think anyone listening to this that knows me knows she's my favorite, and I think you'll you're starting to see why just in this very first little episode. So, but speaking of, so do you want to go to Phoebe since we're kind of linking from the scene? Should we should we go there? Phoebe is like the sister that like you want to hang out with her, but you know you're going to have to come up with a story, right? Like, you just have to go into it saying, like, I'm going to hang out with Phoebe. Okay, this is this is what's going to happen. This is, this is the play-by-play. Everybody agree on this story, okay? Because that's exactly how I feel like Phoebe is. You know, she's, she's okay, I'll go meet this guy. Okay, I'll have a martini. Okay, I'm going to go for a photo shoot. My inner prue was like, red flag, no. <laughs> but then there's a part of me that's like, damn, I wish I was that girl, right? Like I want, I'm so like drawn in by that kind of energy, like, huh, let's just see it through. And so she does, you know, but her, her gift we see in this episode is a real blessing and curse. For sure. Yes. And the- so I really, I felt bad for Phoebe. I felt bad for her in this episode, right? Like, I feel like her life is always going to be a struggle. I I mean, she sees things. That, there's a burden there of being able to know oh, yeah. before you know. And when she saw what was going to happen, her reaction, you know, was so latent, right? Like, I thought for a minute, you know, I hope, like, she touched the door, and I'm like, okay, this is going to work out for her. She's going to book it. She's going to run to the police department. This is going to happen. And then, you know... Yeah, oh my <laughs> she did and not make it that far. No, and then I was like, no, I had to put it on pause. I was like, <laughs> oh no, I need a break. <laughs> I need a break because I was like gawking, and it's just crazy. So, but I, I began to feel like you know Phoebe has the right personality, this uh, energy, this inner strength, this you know need to to just press limits. But at the same time, I think her her power is going to be a sad mediator to the trajectory of her life. I just don't see that this is going to work out in her favor most times. 
Yeah, the thing about Phoebe, and it's even mentioned in the first episode, is Phoebe, they always say, like, Phoebe can't see the future. Phoebe has no sense of the future. And then you get this character who has the power to see the future. And she's very much someone that doesn't think before she jumps. She jumps before she thinks. And so now you've given her this burden. I mean, it's kind of a burden. I don't. She doesn't see it that way. Phoebe's very much like being a witch is fantastic, but in reality, it's kind of a burden because you're placing this power of being able to see the future on someone who never really could even in the metaphorical sense, see the future. So it's a very interesting thing that they put her character with that power. Um, Yeah. And it's also, so really the whole concept of not the personal gain, like you can't have personal gain. It's interesting that they brought that out from her. Oh my gosh, I so would have gone and done the line. <laughs> I was like, damn, when she did that, I was like, baby, baby, baby. <laughs> I like, win that money, pay for that Amarni oh dress. <laughs> I was so, I was like, this is where Jackie, Jackie would have lost temptation, would have stolen my soul at that moment. So much temptation. I can't imagine like having that in your head and being like, nope, nope, can't do it, can't do it. (laughs) I mean, talk about having to like resist temptation constantly because you have that knowledge all the time that other people don't have. So, but I did like that she was able to help the little old couple save their house. And I love their little happiness when they put the numbers in and the wife's to her husband, like, yes, use those numbers. So... Yeah, and even when she doesn't win because the whole ticket disappears, she still, she brings up the, at least the old couple didn't lose their house. Okay, so. did you get mad? <laughs> Were you mad? I mean, I knew it was going to happen, oh. so I don't know my initial reaction, but what was, your, I guess, your initial oh reaction was anger. <laughs> I, I had an expression, and it lingered for a little bit, and so when I went to my dermatologist in two weeks, and there's a line. <laughs> This is the charmed line <laughs> in my line. face. I'm still so, like, it's the numbers went. She's like, oh, oh, and then she pulls it out, and she's looking at it, and I'm like, I'm the left <laughs> right before her eyes. And then she handled it so gracefully, where I not, would not have. I would have been like, cursing, cursing. <laughs> Back on the old couple's door, I gave you those numbers. No, I would not. <laughs> you owe me part of that money. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> back don't go to their house (laughs) don't do it (laughs) oh my goodness all right so yeah phoebe uh, yeah and i i do have that sense of i'm very much into i'll try anything so i do associate with her in the fact that like i do think about things more than she does prior to jumping but i do jump (laughs) and i probably would have ended up in the same situation with a photographer i could totally see myself ending up in that situation Phoebe hybrid. I am. I am. I am. Last episode, but I can really see that too because, you know, he seemed so nice. He seemed so famous. He seems like so, you know, just give me, here's my card. I can see something in you. And everybody that sees Phoebe's character can see this energy, you know? So I I had no suspicions at first. I was just like, I didn't read the synopsis either because I feel like that's cheating. For me, because I want to... Yeah, I like that you're just getting it straight off without any background. So I just wanted to go in there and just be like, wow, initial impressions only. And and that was it. (laughs) And so, you know, I was like, oh, Phoebe's going to find, like, some energy with this man. And I thought that it was going to be uh, the man that that Prue interviewed with. 
thought he was going to be the bad guy. Well, I'm not going to go anywhere with that right now, but you'll see something about him somewhere down the line. <laughs> my, spider, my spider sense is about tingling because I think he was like, he was always a test with Prue. Are we ready to jump to Prue? We can jump to Prue because that's the natural progression. Yeah. So yes, Prue time. Okay, so with Prue, first of all, what is this with her her first date uh, hooky hooky? <laughs> I like that you just said hooky hooky. That's amazing. I, I was like, okay, wait a minute. That was that's when I tested. Like, is this Jackie and Prue? Are we still like a joined, united front? Because I didn't feel like that. I was like, Prue, what did you do? Oh my goodness! But I didn't. I didn't take into consideration that you know this was could have been. It's yeah. It's like up love from. It's a continued relationship, yes, not necessarily a new relationship, although there was pointed out by Piper that that was over a decade ago, but same. But the sparks were there. Because, <laughs> I mean, both the girls were just like, what? She did what on the first date? And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I stuck on that too. It was like they were talking to me. I was like, is anybody else fixating? And then they were both like, yeah, she never does that. I'm like, Thank you for acknowledging the voice in my head because that was what? Anyway, but you know, I feel like Ruth is very conflicted. Like she's trying to walk the straight and narrow. She's just trying to uh, continue with life as she knows it with this other, you know, major factor in her life. And so I think there's a part of her that's like avoiding it, you know, like acknowledge it when you need it, but otherwise it's not there for any reason. And I think she insists that upon her sisters as well, right? Like, you know, it's only a thing if it becomes a thing. Otherwise it's not a thing. Just keep, get the job, do your work, True. live life as normal because you need to maintain normalcy instead of, you know, adjusting your normal for this. So, you know, I think, I think, I think Prue's very complicated and I think she's kind of siloed herself a little bit in this episode where she's, you know, almost pushing people away, being standoffish in the sense that you know, everyone's at arm's length while she kind of deals with her, with her yeah. sudden awareness. And it's going to bring up something, but I know we've had conversations about checking boxes. I feel like Prue is very much a box checker. Like, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so, like, you might have felt different in the sleeping on the first date part, but she is a box checker. Like, this, I should be with this guy. I should be having a job, and it has to be in an office, and it has to be this. And she's very much checking her boxes as she sees they should be checked. Um, I have to point out then in the sex on the first date how they're like, well, she makes a point to say, I am not ashamed of anything. And I think that's very liberating, women liberating, and the fact that that is pointed out when they're teasing her and all that. And she, and I think it's good for women. And that's why this show is so women's strength and women power is the fact that she's like, I'm not ashamed of anything. Consider the time when she said that. Yeah. That's yeah. And to see it now, like, you know, because I'll tell you, like, Jackie in the 90s, okay, I was, I mean, I was very entrenched with this uh, traditional gender roles, female, uh, you know, I, I mean, I saw women empowerment start right around me, but I felt disconnected from that because it was so counterintuitive to my culture, to our traditions, the way we think. And then, you know, there's 20 years later where I'm like, wow. We've come a long way, and I'm latent to the response. Mm -hmm. But 
I mean, to see the groundwork where it's comments like that, it's yeah. moments yeah. like that where independent women, I mean, three women living independently in a house, not being, uh, you know, under the protection or guidance of a male counterpart right. and still being, I don't know, it's contrary to those gender norms, right? Where a woman can go and be strong in her sex life, be assertive in yep. her sex life, say that this is exactly what I wanted, no regrets, and move on. Yeah, exactly. And she was like, she was like, okay, well, I mean, she even told them, like, she just did not want to continue a, quote, relationship post the deed because she didn't feel obligated yeah. to. What? Yeah, that conversation that she has with Andy is so great too. It just shows like the power she has in that moment where he's like, I'm not sorry about it. And she's like, I am. And granted, she's saying, I'm not ashamed by it, but I don't feel like that's the direction I should be in right now. And I'm going to, and she doesn't immediately jump when he's like, let's start it. And his, his argument is very compelling and very lovely where he's like, let's pretend that's part of our old relationship. Let's start day one. This is it. And she's just like, she doesn't accept in that moment. She doesn't jump at it. She's like, I'll get back to you. So that's a great, powerful moment as well. But, you know, to continue my crush on Andy. (laughs) The whole episode, since we weren't watching together, I'm like, what is Jackie thinking about Andy now? (laughs) What if more men had that kind yeah. of response. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I yeah. mean, the respect, the recognition of this powerful woman in front of him, the fact that, you know, he he respected her decisions. It wasn't about this, you know, uh, but this, but that. Even oh, yeah. She was saying, like, it was great, but this is just not. Yeah. He didn't fight for it. He didn't clamor. He didn't cling. Like, he was just like, I respect you, and I respect... Like, it was... I know. As (laughs) we both probably were sitting there like, yes, yes, this is how men should be. This is how it should be. The respect even though they're not technically a couple and the respect he's already showing her is just like, yes, please. I actually wrote down, must ask how she felt about Andy because yeah. There were hearts and stars. <laughs> hearts and stars. Yeah. It's like a little high school notebook. Yeah. Like, oh, Andy in the middle of a heart. <laughs> mentioned in the beginning that he was already starting to have moments of being like hmm, something suspicious with the cat and so now this episode two scene one of which is also one of my favorite scenes is in the kitchen the freeze scene in the kitchen where piper's freaking out because she's now realized she's freeze the kitchen and then they realize no one else is frozen on the outside and she's just like freaking out i mean that's there's no other way to say it but when he's like I thought I was going to have five minutes or 10 or whatever it is. And he's like, you did. And he's looking at his watch like, what the? And so that scene is hilarious. And also a moment of like, there's another moment where he's like, something's not quite lining up here. And then of course the end after they get rid of Javna. And I have to say about Javna when I was like, I wonder how she thought about that when he just turns to dust and then blows away. Cause you had enough of a reaction with Jeremy. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I mean, if you really want to know, I'll tell you, right? When he turns to us, I'm like, why are they still inhaling? And why are they opening their mouths? Right? Don't breathe. 
Breathe in the demon. I was like, this can't be good. I mean, how there's this was the most like non-hygienic demon demise. Besides, I knew you'd have a reaction. I was just like, oh my, we need like a heap of vacuum, please, to contain the devil. That's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, so I definitely needed that reaction. Okay, so then Javna, when they're out and they're like, "Oh, the van wouldn't start if he was having car trouble," and then he, but it's not even like he takes a moment to believe them. He automatically is just like, "Excuse me." And goes and turns the van on. I'm like, wow, that wasn't even like an accident. Like something's weird here. He just knew something was automatically weird here. Well, he is a detective. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, my question uh, if I was true, I would just be lying just to see. <laughs> I would lie about everything. <laughs> just to see what he'd be like, wait. <laughs> just to keep him coming over. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I you know I think um, I think it's gonna be very interesting to see how his character responds to the truth if he ever finds out the truth because again, Prue is just adamant on keeping a disconnect between True. the the two sides of you know who she is now, and so um, I think that's gonna be a critical point in their relationship if there is a relationship. I keep. You know, caveat this because obviously I'm not gonna give anything away. Yeah, I'm looking for like a flinch or some, you know, a wink in your eye. I can keep a secret better than anyone. Gosh, I'm gonna have to drink more. I know, um, but yeah, I think I think all in all, this was a great episode. I think that showed so much character development. You know, I feel, like I said, I feel a little sad for Phoebe. I just don't know what her life is going to bring and what it's going to hold, especially because the irony, right? Just as you pointed out, for the girl who doesn't, you know, think past her nose and now all, <laughs> all of the truths of life are right there in front of her because she can just see it. She can just see these truths that people are about to experience. And it's crazy. Um, you know, and then for Piper, really, she was my favorite in this episode. Yeah. She was a real rock star. I'm interested to see how how you feel about the characters as I go on. Because I know Prue is probably more you, but I'm interested to see like who you really feel more for as the, as the episodes go along. It's crazy, though, because that you point that out. Because like my inner big sister, I have a soft spot for Piper. I have a soft spot for Phoebe. And so while I don't you know, connect with them on from my own character, there's like, I go into big sister mode. Like, I'm, yeah, I, I felt sense. bad for Phoebe. Like, I genuinely felt bad for Phoebe. And then when I saw Piper, like, stand up, I was like, yay, Lexi! I mean, <laughs> I mean Piper! I mean, Lexi! I Lexi! <laughs> yes, you're definitely using your own life, for sure. <laughs> Seeing your own life, that totally makes sense. And coming as an only child, I just... I guess I just look at it as more like who do I associate more with versus having that view of you. I care for you in this way. It's a little crazy. It's a little maddening, but I'm still pissed about those shoes. For the record. For the record. <laughs> You're still a good person, but. <laughs> okay, so there's two more things. Uh, quick. So the Javna thing, this is just totally aside, but it's where my brain goes of the whole like, it's magic, don't worry about it. But. <laughs> 
Javna supposedly only comes out one, what is it, one week a year or one week every so many years, whatever. But I'm like, okay, he's supposed to be this, this Stefan is the name of the photographer. I'm like, okay, Stefan is this famous photographer that is in magazines, but Javna comes out once a year. So like, is Stefan, anyway, I'm like, is Stefan, is Javna taken over, but then he killed him? I don't know. Anyway, that was my whole like, this is, we're just going to say it's magic and it's fine. But yeah. anyway, did yeah. you have a moment of like, what? <laughs> I was demonic possession. Demonic was like a normal dude, and then Javna. And he got screwed over by yeah, Javna, yeah. and then got killed. All right, so let's do a toast. So at the end of the episode, there was a toast. So I want it to be, I think it should be, the same as what we saw. So um, a toast to the power of three. And before you say there's only two of you, we also have Truffle, the dog, sitting between the two of us. He's jumped between our laps here and there. So <laughs> to the power of three, whether we like it or not. And with that, we'll say thank you for listening to episode two. Say bye, Truffle. Okay, well, there's a paw. <laughs> Can't hear him, but he's totally there for it. We will we will definitely put pictures of Truffle because he's pretty cute. So thank you for listening and definitely keep listening, liking, and subscribing. Hey, wait, the podcast is on the Anchor app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts as Charmed and Bubbly. Like, subscribe, and rate. Follow, like, and comment on our social media on Instagram as at Charmed and Bubbly Pod and our Twitter at Charmed underscore Bubbly. We know that Charmed has a huge fan base, so we would love all of you to share your thoughts and comments on our social media. Use it as your own forum to connect to fellow fans and tell us how these episodes affected you then and now.